We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Bingo, bango, bongo. What in the world is going on, people? Welcome to Group Therapy, MavsMoneyBall.com. I'm Kirk Henderson. Apparently, the Mavericks have just swapped Latvians and uh, also came up with Spence. And I don't know what in the world is going on. My initial reaction is, sure. So, come uh, invite yourself on stage. We'll have a little chat about it. Uh, coming up first is Dalton, who uh, you all know from DallasBasketball.com. I know Dalton is probably very, very excited that they did something as opposed to nothing. So, Dalton, hit that unmute button. What's up, bub? Man, this is this is crazy. I don't know if you got a chance to, to join our green room yesterday, our, our trade deadline primer, but... This is one of the final things we talked about is like how the Mavs, they're going to have to do something with KP. And we specifically mentioned Washington and how desperate they are with, uh, you know, with Brad Steele and his situation coming up and how desperate they are to change things around him for like a last ditch effort to keep him around. And sure enough, (laughs) kind of, you know, I didn't think anything would happen until the summer, but man. Uh, I, I think the last year of Dinwiddie's contract is non-guaranteed. Uh, you need to look that up to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And then uh, you get a, a – Well, Davis Bertans, Bertans contract is a top five worst contract in the NBA. Yeah, um, it's awful. He, he's in year one of an eight uh, – or is he – no, year two of a $80 million-ish deal, I think. His last year is 24-25. And it's a player option, and it's basically like sixteen-ish million every year. So that that's an interesting. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> it is. It is. But I mean, remember how people talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. when the Mavs traded for him too? I think it's somewhat of a same situation uh, with Berton. I mean, it's a horrible contract. There's no doubt about it. It has been horrible. His production has. Uh, tapered off since he signed it, but you know, mm-hmm. going to Dallas, but, but like the thought has to be, 
the thought has to be, oh, he used to be able to shoot. Maybe if Luca force feeds him shots, <laughs> like that's like the only thing I could think of because when he was in his contract year, he was a bananas shooter. If you look, uh, but he just hasn't been able to get that back. Right. Yeah, and I mean there. there there has to be some kind of hope, like, okay, well, maybe, you know, playing with Luke in Dallas, maybe he can get an uptick in his three-point shooting like Tim Hardaway did uh, mm-hmm. when he came from the Knicks. So maybe that's something. The Spencer Dinwiddie thing, I was honestly looking for, like, maybe a Tim Hardaway Jr. Spencer Dinwiddie swap straight swap, up. Swap, yeah. yeah. Uh, because, I mean, they're both shooting about the same percentages, uh, but Dinwiddie averages, like, six assists per game, so – I feel like that would fit in a little bit more than what Hardaway Jr. has in kids' system so far. But anyway, they end up getting Dinwiddie regardless, so I don't know what they're going to do with Hardaway Jr. now. We still have, like, what, 12 minutes till the day? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, and and the, the crazy part is, is I you know, I don't really report shit. That's just not my deal. But I talk to lots of people who report stuff and then sit on it until it doesn't matter anymore. And right now it doesn't matter anymore. Teams were begging let me ask Begging you. other teams to take Spencer Dinwiddie. Let me Spencer ask Dinwiddie you. is like the anti-vibes guy. Did you, see, <laughs> did you see that thing the other day? I don't even know. I don't even remember who said it. It wasn't like a verified guy or anything like that. It was just some random person said that uh, there was some NFT thing that Cuban was yeah, at. Yeah, that they saw Cuban, Cuban <laughs> and Spencer at. <laughs> Yeah, and Dinwiddie and Cuban were, like, being real buddy-buddy and everything. That is hilarious that this happened now. <laughs> I know. I don't even know. I mean, I'm not – like, I, I, I had been – I would sort of settled my, my long-time take, and you and I talk about this, like, every day. My long-time tape is I'm not going to feel things either way. If they do something great, if they don't do something great. I'm a little just confused about where this goes because this team had forged a defensive identity and now just traded for Dobbs Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'm not really sure what the play is here. Um, well, look, I, as, as much as we have complained about, you know, KP's availability and him not being the greatest fit next to Luca and all this other stuff, you know, the remaining money on his contract, we have, we've all agreed that a change of scenery might be nice. And I don't think KP, I don't think him being on the team or not affected winning or losing. So, I mean, it's not the greatest turn for him, but you have to understand people view KP's contract the same way that, you know, a lot of people probably view uh, Berton's contract. So, I don't know. I'm going to take a little bit more time to process this. I'm going to head off here because I've got my hands full with with DallasBasketball.com. I just wanted to talk with you real quick and see what happens the rest of the day. Be good, bub. Have a good day. All right. We got a full room, so we're going to fly through some folks. I want to hear your takes, uh, initial reactions, um, and let's have a good time. Mr. Douglas, welcome to the show. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you think. Ewan, you there? There we go. Hey, 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 Kirk, what's up? Not much. Thanks for joining. Hey, man, I'm just, I wouldn't say it's the best of trades, but I'm just happy. I'm just, I was just tired of Pazingas. I'm glad he's going. I'm tired of randomly getting ready for the game. A half an hour before the game, an hour before the game, he just miraculously, he's out. And he's not one game, it's 10 games. It's like he plays five, he's out 10. So sure. he wasn't really, it's like the inconsistency and you know, never being available. It just, it, I, I got tired of it. I'm pretty sure Luca got tired of it. 
And I deep down, I think the rest of the players are tired of it. And I'm just glad we got him out of there, honestly. Well, I, I have no idea about this. I have, and this is just pure speculation. But I have to wonder at some point if Porzingis may be asked to be moved. He did ask to be moved at the end of last year before Kid came on board. That is right. sourced reporting from Tim McMahon. I wonder if he was looking at how he was playing this year, which was okay. But maybe just said, hey, you know what? Isn't working for me. Let's see if we can get something done. I mean, he hasn't been out a lot. Like he, a lot of people have speculated, you know, he had a bone bruise, and then he tweeted just yesterday about how he was coming back soon. Like, it's I'm 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 really curious about all this. So we're gonna have to fight, wait and find out more in the coming days. I think out of what 55 games or 56 games, he's missed about 25 of them. So it's like he's it's just yeah. I'm just I'm I'm glad he's over it. I'm tired of asking questions. What's going on with KP? Is he gonna sure. play? What's going on? I'm. I'm sure they're going to be glad I don't have to answer those questions no more. J.K., the rest of the staff. Like I said, I don't think that the contracts coming on is the best of contracts, but I'm just, I'm just glad we're over that KP era. Sure. I'm just glad it's done. I appreciate I, you, man. Keep up the good work, if anything. Appreciate it. Th- yes, thanks for joining. Okay, coming up next, Brett. What's up, Brett? Hey, Kurt, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Yeah, I mean – when I, so, so when I first saw, you know, that they were trading for Dinwiddie, I was like, okay, that sound seems pretty good. Maybe it's like hard way for Dinwiddie. And then no. I, I mean, I just – even if Bertans plays like close to how he did two years ago when he was shooting like 45% from three, that's still like not a good contract. Like Dinwiddie is also not healthy. Tim – I mean, Tim is injured this year, but like – they have now like 60 million tied up in like three players who are all bench guys. Yeah. Like I, I mean, basically they, they, they've traded one max bad contract for like three, like over, overpaid role players. Yep. Um, it feels like, it feels like a, like like a swap. It feels like a swap of distressed assets where yeah. somehow the Mavericks, and this is just initial reactions. If you feel differently, I, I can't wait for other people to tell me if they're really psyched about this. But it feels like a swap of distressed assets where the Mavs took on the shittier portion. <laughs> like Porzingis, for all we have to say about him, he he's is played well this year. He's played pretty okay. Like, you know, he he, he has like I have I have issues with his his kind of his view of himself, like he yeah. thinks he's a better player than he is, but like he contributes. And Bertans is just, you know, he he's <laughs> last year. I mean, he's shoot like just like Porzingis. It must be a Latvian problem. He's shooting thirty two percent from three. Last year he shot yeah. forty. Two years before that he shot forty three. I I think like some some people's react like while obviously I I am very I think this was a bad trade. Like I would I don't know I I, I understand it, but I don't don't agree with it. However, I think some people will look at Bertans' numbers this year, and I think that's kind of the kind of thing you you do have to throw out the window. He was injured for most of like the first two months of the season, yeah. Um, so he hasn't. He's and then he's only played like like as you say, like like same thing as with someone like Bullock he's playing like 15 minutes a game. He's not getting the touches and shots he needs to like get himself into rhythm. Um, so he's like like from what I'm. So pretty sure what the Wizards have done this year is like because he's so bad on defense. If he hasn't hit his first couple shots, he's they've like he's just not playing. Um, yep. And so that's the kind of thing that like the Mavericks will have to 
commit to for the next month, basically giving him 25 minutes a night, regardless of how he's playing, because he's going to be here for a couple seasons. And like, like it or not, it's the same thing as like with, with, with Hardaway. Like if he's not hitting shots, you still have to play him. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think it could, like, I think it could work out. Like, I don't think neither, they're not bad players. Um, but I still just, it's still just kind of baffling to me. Yeah. Yeah. Initial reactions are just so, like, like, giving up a pick. Like, also giving up a pick. Wait, where's their pick? A second. Well, okay, we gave up. Okay. Okay. But still, but still, like, when I, when I first saw the tweet with the second, I was like, I assumed it was just like going to the going to Dallas because that would have made sense, but like they took on an extra like seven million or whatever of salary and like and gave up a pick as well. Like obviously a second is not that much, but still I it seemed that seemed baffling to me, especially considering how desperately the Wizards probably wanted to get rid of both of those players. Like it seemed like I guess either like. I think you weren't in my head, but like either, like Porzingis is way worse, like viewed as way worse of a asset than, than we think of. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean because we, like, we think he's functional, but like, but I just don't understand this because it, 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 oh, jeez, sorry, there's a my my lawn uh, folks are here working on things. If uh, there's like something to be dealt with, it's it's. They're the, oh, maybe there's still a deal going on. I don't know. Well, well the only yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think is that like I was thinking like with Bertan's salary, like like a like a Jeremy Grant or a um or like a player of that similar salary, like would if it's flipped to then like a bad team with a player who wants to get rid of a well, like who wants to trade a player, but still then you're you're still in the same issue of like the Mavs don't have the other stuff to make the deal better, unless sure. Brunson, unless like. I mean, because that's like, I mean, obviously we're like one, like a minute away from the deadline at this point. Yeah. But unless, but unless it's like they've got, they've got ball handlers now, we're going to trade Brunson or something. Like I just, I don't know. (laughs) The deep sigh is enough for me, Brett. Thank you for joining. Well, I hope you come back tonight after the game. I I will. All right. Um, Guys, while you're here, welcome for uh, the people who are new. Good Christ, we have many folks in the in the room. Um, Hit my name. Go ahead and uh, uh, follow me on here. You'll get notified when we go live. We tend to gripe and scream and laugh after the game, depending on what's happening. Um, Coming up next, my friend, uh, the uh, uh, greater Dalton, Dalton Richardson. Hit that unmute button for us on the main page. Dalton, come on, game day. Okay, going to bring up somebody else. Sorry, bub. Uh, Harold, welcome to the show. Good-looking dog on that profile, Avi. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got. Hey, Kirk. Can you I can't. Okay. Well, um, I think more than anything, what this trade does is it really does reveal what the Mavericks uh, front office thought of Porzingis and his value because I was pretty – I mean, I don't know if you recall, I wanted Porzingis gone. Uh, and the trade itself, it, it's just really like, wow, they really didn't, you know, they really just simply dumped him as far as I'm concerned. Um, but they took on more salary. So it just sounds like, 
you know, they're just, they were just really trying to get rid of him, regardless of what they were saying. Um, when Mark Cuban was saying, why would I trade KP? Um, so that was obviously all bullshit. But I mean, I'm overall pleased with the trade because while Porzingis was um, a helpful player, undoubtedly, he, he, as you said, he thought of himself to be much greater than that. And, and sadly, I know a lot of the fans thought he was a lot better than he really is. And so I can only imagine how upset everyone is. Um, but I think trading Porzingis for a couple of guys who you don't necessarily have to play a lot uh, because we they're, they're not Mavericks, so to speak. Now they're Mavericks, but they haven't already been here and they don't have that the ego that Porzingis did. Um, you don't have to feel that pressure to play him 30 something minutes and and to get and to get him going so to speak in the first quarter um that whole idea that Luca has to get KP going we don't have to worry yes. about that anymore yes i'm i'm that's one just like like specific aspect of catering to where KP feels like he ought to be on the offensive hierarchy that going away is delightful just but you know Luca's not going to have it every night and there's going to be nights where we miss Porzingis but not having to worry about his touches or his bullshit comments to the media cuz like like he worked like that man is smart he knew everything he was saying and would just needle people and talk about things just in order to get conversations going um and when things were working things were great but you know with Porzingis, he was a lot, he just wasn't as consistent as a player of his salary merited. And that's, that's, you know, that's just kind of. Yeah. And I think all we've really done now is we've just kind of deepened our team. Um, we, you know, without Porzingis, I think we're playing just great. And I, I, I personally think that our record would be no different with Porzingis or without. I think Porzingis against certain teams, he's very helpful. Against other teams, we saw the way Chris Paul was cooking him, and but you still have to play him though. He's not so helpful, and so we probably lose a couple of games because you're forced to play him 30 minutes, and we win a few games. I just think we'd come out about the same. Yeah, it's. I think with him, what it what he does for me, what Porzingis did for me was raise the ceiling where Luca kind of establishes the floor. I'm not sure they're as good as they could have been this year, but with the lack of consistency with what we are seeing. The, the could have been aspect of this, there was just no consistency. So, you know, maybe the Mavericks might have been a better team and gone on a run, but you just don't know what you're getting from Porzingis because, like, he, you know, he, he gets hurt every, it, like, the, he's, he's only played 66% of his games with, as a Maverick. It's just that the, you can't have that. I mean, I think at least, you know, Davis Bertans will be available to play. So we'll see. Yeah. And what, one last thing is that, oh, I, while I do agree that we could have been a better team with Porzingis. But that would be had he accepted who he mm. was in his role. Yep. Yep. Then, then we could have, I really think he would he would have we would have been great because I think Rick Carlisle, um, he is an offensive genius. And he knew that frankly, I would have been happy if Porzingis had sat in the corner, so to speak, and just and just focused on defense and sat in the corner and, and shoot those threes and just space the floor. But Porzingis, he does not want to do that. And yeah. because he doesn't want to do that, we're forced to play him a certain way, and it, and it simply hurts the team. And if he doesn't, he, if he didn't buy into his role, then he just simply had to go because his ego was too big. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he'll get a chance to get all the shot he wants in Washington because uh, Bradley Beal's out, Spencer Dimwitty's gone. He's going to be a KP-centric offense. Good luck to him.
Well, he'll be he'll be hurt in a month, but thank you. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Yep. All right, guys. So just remember, when you come up on stage, be sure to look at the um, icon around your name. If the uh, circle is dark green, the audio is actually picking up real good for the listeners. I can kind of hear you no matter what, just because that's the way the software works. But you know, be be sure that you're you're actually coming through. Otherwise, people can't hear you. Um, we have uh, uh, Davis Bertan. No, just kidding. Davis Volo, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm good. You're exactly what I'm talking about, though, with that audio. Can't hear you just just yet. So come a little closer. Okay, sorry about that. My headphones been better. Uh, still not great. That's okay. Anyway, uh, well, so, sorry about that, everyone. Um, I'm at a loss for words. I think I honestly like this is what you get when you hire a GM with zero experience. Um, dude's only experience, not even NBA related, is for a shoe company. Um. I honestly would have rather traded KP for Drogic and, and, and Yeah, I don't think that was ever real. Like that when Jake started talking about the KP thing with with um with Toronto, what that said to me is that the Mavericks were doing something. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we're never gonna get, you know, uh more OG for him, but if that was actually on the table, um Spencer Dinwiddie Dinwiddie's shooting thirty seven percent from the floor and had is a non-existent three-point shooter. Um, he's super inefficient. He's a great passer. Um, but he loves crypto. Mark has a friend again. That's totally Can I forget about that? And my locker room, you know, losing the locker room. Spencer Dinwiddie just pissed off his entire roster in in Washington. So um, I I don't think it's a locker room employee per se. Um, and only the Mavericks could trade a bad contract in KP for even worse contract in terms of how valuable he is and Bertrand. It's additionally, I think this also makes resigning Brunson a bigger issue because I think the Mavericks are going to cheap out, and if the number it's you know eighteen to twenty million, they're going to say pass, and they're just going to stick out with a. Defensively, he's a, you know he's a wash. So now we're probably going to like Brunson Jones in the summer because we're not going to want to pay him because you're not going to want to lock up. What would that be? You know, eighty million dollars and your three guards or whatever. Um, you know, it's. It, I think the Mavericks should have you know sat out this trade deadline, re-signed Brunson, re-signed Finney Smith, and then utilized this year's first-round pick right. to actually get something because. In the NBA, the true, you know, trade capital is for Trump picks and young assets on long deals, right? So people, you know, Brunson has very little value at the moment because he's an expiring contract and an unrestricted free agent. But if you lock him up for long term, you can then use him as a better yeah. Davis, I'm I'm sorry. Nobody can hear you. I can hear you, but it's like the audio is just not picking. Like we picked up the rustling of the phone more than anything. So. Anyway, well, thanks for having me. All right. Have a good – we'll talk soon, okay? Come back. Um, all right. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. So yeah, for any, like the, the, the request list is like 40 people deep. So we'll see how long I can get away with this before I have to get back to work. My boss called me as the trade was happening and I was like, sir, I'm in the middle of a training session. We'll talk soon. Christian, what's up, dude? Long time no talk. Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I better? can. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's, I don't know. This app is goofy sometimes. Plus, I don't think I've ever had this many people in a room. So you never know. It's- yeah, I got you. I personally think everyone is was going to be mad regardless of what happened today. Um, and I think a lot of fans really didn't understand how negative an, of an asset Porzingis was, really. Um, so the way that I see it, they got rid of a guy who really hasn't done much for us, hasn't played well. When he plays good, you know, it's great. But it's the same memes everyone was posting today of the best asset or best trade is him becoming healthy. And that was like the running joke. And then it's like, hey, they did something about it. They took a shot on two guys who at one point were talented enough to get the contract they got. Um, And they're going to see if it works. They're going to try something different. Um, Both the guys have some sort of skill. I know uh, Dinwiddie was someone that I think it was Josh was really lobbying for this offseason. It was our guy, Xavier, and I'm going to tease him to no end because he's not—he's nowhere to be found right now. He's actually working at his day job. How dare him? Uh, and I can't wait to get his take on this because he was like thoroughly in the Dinwoody camp just because he thought, oh, you know, maybe getting shots from Luca, he'll start to connect more. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't think it's a good trade. <laughs> I just think – Porzingis was a negative asset and they're trying something different. And for that, I'm happy. I'm excited to watch two people that haven't been Mavericks for a really long time play. And uh, I also think both those contracts are easier to move in the future than Porzingis is. So that's, you know, if they're, if if that's the plan, hoping it works well with one and try and trade the other in a year or two, then I guess that's kind of their only options. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, like, Davis Bertan's contract is until 2025. <laughs> That's such a long time from now. Oh, okay. It sucks. It sucks. But I mean, he he is a good shooter. He's gonna get his best shots he's ever got. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's probably not gonna work. But I'm just happy they tried something because I'm I'm just sick of watching the same people. And I mean, it's. You know, who knows how it goes, but someone mentioned this earlier. It, it is nice to see them kind of get back to the, you know, Lucas the guy. And I, I really think that's been revealed um, in the recent stretch they've had is that he's the guy and he needs the keys and Brunson's there to help. Um, and he's the number two right now. And so, I mean, it's just, I'm honestly, I'm just excited to watch some random new Mavericks play. Uh, see, I can get behind that. Like the new guys aspect of this is something where I was at like in November and then they started, and that was when they were, you know, losing games. So like new dudes in Mavericks uniforms is at least interesting. I, I hear that entirely. I, I just think everyone's going to be mad regardless. I, don't know, I mean, especially with the Porzingis trade, there was just no outcome where that was like, oh, this is a great trade. And like, mm-hmm. wow, we got OG and Anobi. Like anyone who's thinking that was a realistic possibility is kind of misinformed but yep that's all that's all i had to say thanks bud talk soon thanks Kurt. all right who else we got good lord people max welcome your 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 avatar of dwight powell and uh monstrous arms he is our only center now so he's gonna have to carry us through so hit that unmute button and uh give us your take all right 
Sorry, guys. If uh, you're unable to hit that unmute button, I got to move on. We got a lot of people waiting to talk. Brian, what's up, bub? Kirk, buddy, what's happening? Uh, you know, just a casual Thursday. Not much happening except for a swap of bad contracts. What about you? Oh, uh, I'm trying to casually sneak in work as I'm trying to process this trade like everybody else and yourself, and hopefully I don't get yelled at. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I want to say your tweet earlier about Don, Donnie Nelson really tickled me because I, I think uh, long-suffering Mavericks fans wouldn't uh, understand that unless you like listen to the ticket or ESPN radio or the fan where Donnie Nelson would be like, well, you know, we're we're you know we're making phone calls, we're listening to stuff. So it is refreshing on one aspect not to ever hear that anymore. Mm-hmm. But you really, I I think I've been a guy that's been kind of advocating. You know, hey, I don't know if this KP situation is going to work out, but I'm just like. Dry Powell's really our only center now, and for everybody who loved Marquise Chris, that's pretty much what you're looking at right now. And if Dwight Powell gets hurt now for any extended period of time, uh, we were we're looking at a lot of Dorian. Uh, Luka, Luka Doncic, point center. That's what's point, happening. Point center, and I I feel like I don't have the numbers in front of me. Those times KP was actually playing and active. He's very good. Yeah, he was, he, uh, he's, he's a key component in why their defense works. They've been able to hold the fort with him out, but that's not the same thing as it being consistently good. Exactly. And I, I have a, a good uh, stat for you. I'm not sure if you've seen this on the Twitter web yet. Uh, how many games since uh, 2019, this is courtesy of uh, Mavs Draft, uh, Porzingis has played 134 games. Spencer Dinwiddie has played 111 games, dating back. To sure, sure. <laughs> Why and, not? Plus, uh, it's like there's the understated fact, and it like we're not talking about this enough because the Wizards don't get talked about enough. His teammates actively did not like him. I'm I see. <laughs> That's hard. I- and I'm really worried about this because I thought that was kind of like the whole mantra, Kirk, going into the off season. It was about good vibes, like presentation. You know, that was all about the hoopla that we were bought, our, you know, the the bag of goods we were sold during the press conference. This was going to be a different atmosphere. So, like, that's the type of move. If you're on the cusp of winning a championship, that's something you could like. Oh, okay. But if he comes in and kind of like oozes like his bad attitude and shit everywhere, this could like. Go the other way, and it's like, ooh, what do, what do we end up doing here? And then one one other thing I have not seen, I'm gonna advocate for those who yelled and bitched about Carlisle like breaking Porzingis and like ruined like what he did. Like I want, I will have you all line up and apologize because this to me, like there was more surface stuff going on with him last year, especially when those trade rumors come came out where you know the Mavs were allegedly talking to Golden State. This was bigger than a Carlisle thing, so. Whether it was him wanting out or his injury or Maz wanted to make a decision, I don't know. But I would appreciate those who yelled at Carlisle for a very long time that he was the one that, like, didn't make this Porzingis thing work. Uh, no, I don't think so. Sure. Well, we'll see. Thanks for joining, buddy. Um, man, folks. I, I, I like the mix and reactions. That's the point. We're all not going to agree. In the end, it doesn't really matter uh, because we don't get much of a say. So, Willis, tell us what you got. Hit that unmute button for us on the main page. It's down there at the bottom. Yeah, sorry, I go. was clicking out on my face uh, and not that. But uh, so, Kirk, uh, I think we all like to be mad, like everyone's saying. Mass Twitter was going to be angry today. Uh, I wasn't going to be happy no matter what. I was trying to just, like, do work. 
But this kind of shows, like others are saying, <laughs> Cuban still sucks. Uh, he's just going to make a trade to make a move. That's kind of what, like, business executives do. I work with my tribe. But, uh, like, first of all, this better as hell means he has deep pockets and he's just going to pay the tax to Brunson and DFS. Like, they get whatever. Uh, otherwise, I'm just incredibly mad. I think something was going on with KP, though. Like, remember Parsons D? I think we knew. I think we knew he was, like, super broke. And it's like, he's playing good enough now. We got to dump him. But what a terrible dump move. This guy did not have experience. Uh, what kind of math is this, too? But you know what? I do like new people. Uh, we don't have to hear KP fishing. I don't have to wonder about how he keeps his hair parted anymore. So, you know, I think we can... We could be positive about this. Maybe Luca makes everybody better. Well, my po- yeah, my positive take is that, like, for example, I think Dorian Finney-Smith on most other teams shoots, like, 33% from the field. With the Mavericks, he shoots 38% because nobody is near him. Dobbs Bertans shot 43% two years ago. Right now he's shooting 32%. You know, maybe it's a new ball, which has affected a lot of players. Maybe there's something wrong with his confidence. Maybe he's tired of losing. Maybe it's a coaching. Who knows? Maybe with some a different situation, maybe he'll be okay. That's my optimist take on it. Dinwiddie, I just don't know how to feel about, and I'm just yeah, going to have to wait and see. I think THJ maybe is way easier to move in the summer. I don't know how we thought we were moving him while he just busted his foot. Like, we're not going to do that. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they get better. But, you know, and we all like the kid hacker, and we thought that wasn't going to work. And it seems to work out all sure. right. So, like, maybe we trust. Maybe they trust. Yeah. Well, Willis, right. thanks for joining. All right. We'll talk soon. Um, we got a lot of people. Good gracious. I'm going to bring on folks that I've not seen in here before. I got a lot of regulars, but I want to hear the, my regulars after the game tonight when you guys come back. So, um, let's bring on Juan. Juan, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Kirk, how are you? I am great. What's, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, so I'm a little torn, be- uh, from, by this trade. Um, I just, this kind of proves that, uh, KP's, uh, he didn't have a lot of value out there in the league. I'm pretty sure. I feel like the Mavericks, they didn't settle, but that's probably the only thing that was out there. Uh, the Raptors news wasn't really, I didn't believe it. It just didn't seem realistic to me. It felt like that they're talking about KP, which that was sort of surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. Something new, something different. Um, excited to see what Sp- uh, Spencer did. We'd have to bring to the table with Bertans. Uh, I know a few months ago, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast. And they kind of compared uh, KP's and Bertans' uh, contract. And, I mean, offensively, they're both spot-up shooters in a way. I know KP obviously is a lot better. But uh, I think Bertans will do will, will do well with us. I mean, I'm a little iffy on the contracts, but I think we'll be fine. And uh, hopefully we can find a center in the buyout market, and I'll go from there. But that's all I have for you. Thanks for joining. Like yeah. it. All right. Um, let's go next to Isaac. Welcome to the show, Isaac. Hope you're drinking right now as you are in your avatar. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got. Okay. We will have to come back to Isaac later. Uh, coming up next, then, we have Matt. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, Kirk. Good to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good, good. Yeah, um, it's weird. I figured out about this trade through this green room because uh, my CBS sports app was not updating properly, I guess. But um, I'm kind of I'm not really I, I'm still kind of processing everything. I'm not really sure exactly how I feel about the trade. Um, I will agree that the best availability or the best ability is availability. And I think that's what KP just wasn't bringing for the past like two or three years he was with us 
Um, and so I can definitely understand us trying to move away from that. Um, now the way we did it just now with taking on more salary, apparently I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I'm swallowing that pill quite yet. Um, but I think most of all, like what I'm thinking about is I'm kind of sad. Cause like, I feel like when this KP trade happened two years ago, two or three years ago, um, I felt like everybody was pretty high on it. I was certainly excited. Um, but it just never really seemed to take off, um, despite, you know, him playing well in the bubble that one year. Um, I'm just kind of trying to think to myself, man, what happened, you know, uh, in, in a way. But I think a lot of what it comes down to is definitely, you know, just injury related. And I, it, it, the, the fit with him and Luca just didn't really seem to like gel like all the way. Like, I guess they were fine playing together, but, it just didn't – I he was not that second superstar. He was more of a role player, kind of like what you've mentioned before. Um, so, yeah, I'm not – you know, I, I guess I can't wear my uh, KP Luka NBA Jam shirt anymore. I don't know how. Don't yeah, know this is specifically – one of my wife's coworkers bought me a custom-made shirt because I lived in Washington, D.C. last year, and it said uh, uh, Doncic and Hardaway 2024. And a lot of people were like, well, how come he didn't get Porzingis? And I was just like, because I don't think Porzingis is the second guy. I know. Yeah, so not sure if I'm going to wear that shirt anymore. Uh, but I got the shirt when he was playing super well right before the pandemic. Sure, and he was, I mean, he was just cooking with gas. That was some of the best basketball he's ever played. I mean, the challenging part about Porzingis has always been if he came from any other market other than New York, he would have been considered an above-average star. Not a superstar, not a guy in the making. He missed 25% of his games when he was playing with the Knicks, and that's not even including the entire year he was out with his ACL injury. It's not that he's bad. It's just seven foot three humans aren't meant to do what he did, what he tries to do. So it's a, it's it's a it was a good experiment. It was a good try. I get why the Mavericks didn't did it. I didn't like it at the time, but only for the injuries, not for the basketball. Because when the basketball was good, the basketball was great. It just wasn't great. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Um, I, I think more than anything, when you think about it, we're trying to get deeper into the playoffs. And I mean, realistically, if you be honest with yourself, what are the chances that KP is going to be fully healthy? In the playoffs run? You know, um, it, it's tough, you know, especially when you think about the first time we played the Clippers two years ago. Like if he was with us that whole time, there's an argument that could be made. We run away with that series. Um, you know, we'll never know. That's kind of like a big what if, but um, I, I I think, you know, I, I, I'm not on the side of, oh, Luca's going to get traded. There's a lot of people in the chat I've been seeing that are like, oh, Luca's going to leave us now. Guys, look, come on. Like, let, let's, let's, His let's uh, push the brakes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's uh, got two, he has 207 million reasons why he's going to be at least okay for another two years. I think the hot, you know, he, he signs this extension. Um, and it's, it's, it's like the four year five, I can't remember how long it is right now. It doesn't matter. But like the Mavericks have two years to get their shit in order before he starts, before we need to worry about stuff. They make the second round this year. You know, if they're able to do that, that, you know, they need to show some him some progress and, and that's where, where things need to go. And, and 
I do think this team, with the way they're playing right now, has a chance to beat some of the guys that are in their in their zone. Um, you yeah. know, Jazz are going to be difficult. Like the the th- uh, the Nuggets are difficult, but like the Nuggets and Mavericks just play each other real well. It's like always a fun series. So I'm I'm looking ahead to to what's going on. I know most people probably want to talk about the trade, which is great, but I just I feel. I feel bullish about this team. The vibes feel good. Like bringing in Dinwiddie is just a little bit confusing to me, but you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say is um, I know a couple days ago you had a guest on um, that was basically saying like, he felt like KP or I'm sorry, uh, Luca needs to be like the sole focus uh, of, of the team and not necessarily like him and somebody else. And that kind of seems like the direction we're moving in now. Um, So you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of feeling optimistic, but I'm still trying to understand uh, kind of how the math works. With this but we'll definitely I like see. this. I like this stat. Hank in the chat. <laughs> Hank Kaiser just posted Bertans is averaging 1.8 rebounds a game. <laughs> Gosh. That's a great pull. Thank you, Hank. I was looking at the <laughs> shooting percentages, not anything else. All right, Matt. Hope you come back later tonight when we talk post game. Yeah, thanks so much for bringing me on. Have a good day. All right, uh, Josh, you've been waiting a while. What's up, buddy? Josh. Come on, Josh. There we go. Hey, hey, hey. Your your connection is awful. What's up? Yeah, Josh, your connection's weak. I'm sorry. I got to let you go. Um, Coming up uh, next is Brandon. Brandon, what's going on? Hey, Kurt, can you hear me? I can. Okay, I think I might be the only person or one of the few that's pretty positive overall about this. I mean, it's definitely not a home run or anything, but as far as tradeability goes, Berton's obviously he can't be moved for another two years until he's expiring pretty much. Uh, but Dinwiddie can be moved next year because the year after that, it's only partially guaranteed. So we've seen guys like Eric Bledsoe get moved. Um, Justice Winslow, like, that's not a worry. And on top of that, uh, you know, their values are kind of at all-time lows right now. You know, a sniper in Bertans is shooting 32% from three, but mind you, that's like 4% better than KP is right now. Um, and then Spencer Dinwiddie has not played well, but I I feel decently well that they're going to play better uh, both next to Luka. And, again, we can move off of them in a couple of years. So that provides a lot better flexibility than KP. But the biggest reason why I'm excited is I was terrified when they announced that KP had a bone bruise. Like, that's not just, like, a tooth knee or they're swelling. Like, that's, that is a serious, serious injury. And I feel like this, plus maybe KP wanting out, probably means that that knee injury is not good. I'm not sure because I mean, as far as we know, they could have been using the bone bruise as a reason when if if he decided he wanted to go. I mean, he's like once somebody pointed out in the chat earlier. It's like it's important to note that that Porzingis has been a professional the whole time he's been here. He has, and I a lot of players aren't like James Harden being a baby about wanting to move and not wanting to take flack for the fact that he was jumping ship from yet another franchise. Like frustrated me. Like Porzingis tended to deal with a lot of criticism head on. Um, and so it's, it, I don't know, I'm just thinking about that. Like, there's, there's, there's some, like, we hated the Tim Hardaway aspect of the Porzingis deal three years ago. Like, the, he was seen as the Chris Porzingis tax, and then he was essentially the most consistent player from that deal. 
for a period of years. I mean, we've also had Trey Burke, who's part of the deal, who's still on the team somehow. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not high on the move, but I, I'm at least interested in the different. I don't know what it does to their short-term prognosis, though, because like they still have a pretty decent schedule to get ahead, and it's not like they're in the driver's seat for a top-four seed. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so to me, as as far as like the, kind of the more short-term team, um, you know, assuming whatever happens on the buyout market, um, to me, this kind of lowers the ceiling a little bit because obviously, you know, KP is just flat out better than those two guys. But I do think it raises the consistency level because now, and I guess some people probably disagree in the chat, but that's two extra rotation players. Uh, I mean, we are playing guys that don't really belong in the league or don't really belong to get many minutes. I'd say both of these guys are more deserving of minutes than some of the guys we've been playing. But I think it kind of raises the floor a little bit, adds extra flexibility in the future, and uh, potentially lowers the ceiling. However, if we got to April and in the last couple of games of the season or the first game of the playoffs, I mean, KP tweaks a knee, rolls an ankle, whatever. I mean, that ceiling is lower than what it is right now. So, again, that's somebody else's best ability is availability. And yeah, no, it's, a, it's a good point. Just being around is going to be helpful. Well, thank you, Brandon. Hope to see you later tonight. Will do. Later. Uh, yeah, this green room uh, will have a, like, 45-minute shelf life for the folks who listen on podcasts. Um, but still, I'm uh, glad that we can be hanging out in here. All right, who we have next? Lyndon, welcome to the show. What's... Oops. Okay, Lyndon uh, accidentally punted off. Let's try Isaac again. Isaac, what's up? Hey, can you hear me? There we go. Right, appreciate it. So I just saw a funny tweet saying um, Cuban is money laundering right now with Mavs, which is kind of what it feels like to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching Spencer Dimwitty uh, uh, highlights from earlier this year, and it's just – I love the optimism, though, from everybody else. Like, I appreciate the idea of let's watch some new players, and, yeah, best ability, uh, ability is availability. I might be skeptical. I genuinely think this lowers the ceiling a lot. And even lowers the floor a little bit because if Davis Bertans comes out, he can't defend and all he can do is shoot threes. Let's say he shoots 31% from three. I mean, what else has he given you? Well, he's not going to play. So I, well, and, and I, well, I, but at some point, I just, I, 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 I really hope that's not the case. I, I hope we didn't just trade KP for a couple of guys that aren't even going to see minutes, meaningful minutes. I know Dimwitty will probably play, but it's like, what do you do with Brunson now considering where are you putting Dinwiddie? Are you are you playing? Brunson's been playing great alongside Luca. I just I don't know. I'm kind of freaking out over what we're doing. Um, you've officially swayed me to the I can't stand Cuban um, party. <laughs> That's gonna be my platform. All yeah. Right. So, yo, I I mean I I when I first heard you, I'll honest, honestly I was like, oh, this asshole thinks Cuban's the problem. Uh, no, you were completely right. He is. He is a jackass. And um, Just noted I am still an know. asshole, but just happened to be no. correct about that. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Well, I think as Mavs fans, we all have to have a little bit in us because because uh, of stuff like this. I just don't know what the direction is here. I think that Bertans co- contract, I don't understand the cap that well. I'd love to know how this – has anybody said how this plays with JB and DFS in the offseason? I'm not uh, sure, but here's the thing that I'm, I've been thinking about that nobody's touched on yet. This move does not happen without Luka Doncic is okay. 
And so that has to mean something. I, you know, they have to be confident about re-signing both Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith, and then we might be in bird rights help. Yep. Well, hey, honestly, I, 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 I do want to say thank you to the chat for uh, digging me out of this hole where I'm like, there's no way this goes well, and saying, hey, at least we get to watch some new Mavs and uniforms. But um, I don't know. Forms or in new players in uh, Mavs uniforms, and uh, it do- it just doesn't always go well. So I, I'm i scared, but honestly, at this point, hopefully, and hopefully Nico, I think this also might put Nico on the clock. Like, in 18 months, if this becomes a disaster, that dude could be in hot water. Because um, sure. I see putting all on him. So I don't know. It's a scary move. I just kind of want to get to tonight so we can watch the current Mavericks play and hopefully win against that shit Clippers team. But... I'm just, I don't know. Uh, hey, you know what? Again, my, I'll, I'll sign off with this. Thank you guys for the chat for being optimistic. Cause without y'all, I'd be, uh, I'd be switching alliances right now. I'm not- <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Talk soon. I love it. Okay. Let's go with, we're going to try to bring back Lyndon. Cause I think he accidentally booted himself up or off whenever I brought him on. Lyndon, what's up? How you guys doing? <laughs> All right. So it's an interesting afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it and I don't know if I'm a little crazy, uh, but I am r- ridiculously excited about it, to be honest with you. Um, I think about scheme and I think KP just wasn't fitting scheme and he hasn't fitted for two coaches. I think we got to think about that as well, right? If Rick Carlisle, Yeah, come a little closer to the mic, Lyndon. Sorry, we can't I'm hear sorry. you well. Okay, if Rick Carlisle and uh, J- Jason Kidd are having issues of tying you in with the savant point guard i don't know what what else there is to do um like that's just the punchline i think that's not they can't be up to him and figuring that part out um so and i love that kp was professional about it and but if you think about the availability issues and he's not fitting scheme this is as good as you're probably going to end up getting you get you know yes you know two you know quarters or 233 cents 66 cents on the dollar Okay, that's fine. But if they're available and they can play, I think that I like that more. To be let's can be completely frank here, guys. We're not beating the Warriors. We're not beating the Suns. We're probably not even beating Utah Jazz this year, to be completely honest. So if that's the case, then yeah, we're trying to move toward a vision of how could we beat those teams. And so let's start making those moves now and start going on that, down that road. It's ripping the band-aid off of this and kind of keeping going. So I'm I'm honestly really excited. I think there is addition that does come from subtract, subtraction. It got it gets everyone focused on the same kind of plan as opposed to worrying about if KP has his touches and if he's going to be um, protecting the rim like he should be. For sure, I like it, London. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Sorry. All right. Oh, my bad. And then I accidentally booted Lyndon. Um, it's, it's you know, this app is a little funky to use if you don't use it very often. I've gotten very good at uh, uh, clicking back and forth through my phone during things. Um, let's bring on. Oh, hey, 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 Tim Cato. Sorry, guys. He's He actually knows things. So I got to bring him on. What's up, Bob? Hey, Kirk. How are you? Oh, uh, just in a, you know, was, not a boring day. How was your two hour meeting? Uh, um, my boss called with no my, my boss called me at like two o'clock and I, I was just like, I'm in the middle of Salesforce training. Excuse me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Which nice. I mean, I was, but it's just, you know, I needed to, to, to do. 
I was in the middle of the 7-Eleven. Oh, no. So I figured I'd pop on, and uh, I just got back. I had to get a Red Bull. I don't even drink energy drinks like that, but uh, feels like feels like a Red Bull day. Sure. Yeah. What do you think? I am um, – I don't like it, but that's okay. Um, I We've been clamoring for them to do something, but what it just – what this has highlighted for me is that when they just went all in in 2019, and I don't think we understood the ramifications at the time. Um, yeah. And then when they fucked up the the free agency of 2019, they simply dug themselves deeper. And Cuban handed Nico Harrison a hand grenade and said, you know, hey, go go score a bucket, you know. And this just feels like a Cuban drenched move, and I don't know what to do about that because if Nico Harrison is to succeed. Cuban needs to stop doing things that he likes. Like the, the, you know, the, the, the Bobon signing two years ago, I've on pretty good authority was a friggin' Cuban freelance move. Like you oh, can't yeah, that, have that, this kind of, you, you can't have this kind of dysfunction and be a successful team. It's what the New York Knicks are staring at in the face. Cause they have like five huge decision makers. Like you just need to have a clear chain of command. And the simple fact is the Mavericks won in 2011 and Mark Bowden's cause of him. And and it's probably because they they just really doubled down on oh I know what I'm doing when it's just not necessarily the case so I'm willing to give this a chance but I don't it just feels like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Well, I mean, I guess you could ask: Was Nico brought in to make decisions, or was he brought in to to be the head of structure? Um, and I'll just leave that as a hanging question. I think it's, I think it's one worth asking. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big question with this trade is whether. You know, if, if if they were dead set on, on moving Chris Stapps, which come back to Mike. Oh, my bad, my bad. You got me now. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think it didn't follow my AirPods. My bad. Yes. Um, I, I think that if 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 you're dead set on moving Chris Stapps, which it seemed like they they were, um, or 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 they, they clearly decided recently in the in the past few days, in the past few weeks that they wanted to move on from Chris Stapps. I think the big question is is how are you going to move on from him because. You know, I, I wonder, I, I don't know, but I wonder if Toronto, you know, there, there was, Jake Fisher was reporting that there was, you know, frameworks being discussed with Toronto that that would have brought back less nominal talent, you know, like. Uh, that just never, that did, seemed more like a flag that they were doing stuff with Porzingis than an actual deal with Toronto because that deal did not make sense. I I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm not really, I'd, I'd have, you know, I'm going to when I pop off this, I'm going to send some more texts and things like that. And, you know, Toronto may have had no interest, but, you know, hypothetically, what if you could have done uh, like Boucher and, and uh, Boucher and, and Dragic, and it would have been less talent coming back in the nominal sense of, you know, Bertans and Dinwiddie have had a really good season. So they are talents, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, maybe you could have, could have done that, but uh, certainly it, it does, you know, it does, it does make it easier to, to split up, Basically, Porzingis' contract in half, and now you have two more tradable pieces. Um, so, you know, I, I get I get what they're going for. Um, I, I get it in that sense. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still processing. I'm still sending text and seeing seeing how I feel about this. I don't I don't have any strong takes except that uh, you know it's pretty clear that they decided the Chris Stubbs era needed to end. Um, you Do know, you I, agree I with my opinion that this deal doesn't happen without Doncic's sign off? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, like maybe not sign off, but just, you know, you don't do it without saying, Hey, this is the thing we're going to do. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. I have no clue if they brought the exact trade framework to him and said yes or no. But uh, the idea that that if if Luca was sold on his star pairing with Chris Stapps and the other players on the roster, if 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 Luca wanted that to continue either through this season or or going forwards, you know, if they they would know that or or not know that, and and they would they would make decisions based off that. Like that's just how star players sure. work in the NBA. It doesn't have you know Luca doesn't have to be the shadow you know a, a GM like LeBron. You know he doesn't have to be. You right. know, framed in those terms where it's clear that he has an active role, but you know, any, any superstar of Luca's level has a passive role in everything the team does. And that's why so much gets framed around Luca. Sure. Uh, you know, when, when reporting happen, it happens and, and, and people think about the, the reasoning for moves, uh, going down. So, so let so, me, yeah, no. I, I know you got to go to work because this is your real job as opposed to me, who is a, a clown fraud up here on stage. Salesforce, um, man. This is, this is an important Salesforce green room. Probably. Um, <laughs> do the Mavericks still ha- have a shot at Drogic because they let go of Moses Brown to make room for, 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 uh, Bertans and, and, um, and Dimwitty, and and I don't see a spot for for uh, Drogic. Not like that matters because they could still let go of somebody else. But I just I'm very I'm curious as to if that's still a thing. I mean I don't I don't have anything I can I can report on this or I would be tweeting it. But uh, that's a good point. You know, just looking at the roster, <laughs> just looking at the roster. I mean I don't think they need another ball handling guard. Uh, you know the big question with Dinwiddie is is you know one of the reasons he was so unsuccessful in Washington this season is that he he wasn't good off the ball and so. You know, that's a big question. But that said, you know, and, and well, if you're starting Brunson, that, like if you're starting Brunson, Dinwiddie playing off the bench helps because now it just gives you a little bit of an idea of a guy who can handle the ball. But anyway, yeah, that yeah, question. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not you know, I, I think, you know, I think very clearly both enter the rotation. You know, both players are going to be rotated. Yeah, players. kid likes to try stuff. It's that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a big question of, of how you how you balance that, whether you can find a whether you can carve out a role, whether it's 15 minutes or 25 minutes for both players that is functional and, and helpful. And, and, you know, if the idea is to break up the contract, if the idea is to take a less tradable 35 million that Kristaps was making and turn it into two 17 million deals that could be movable, you know, it's going to be more beneficial if you get both of those playing players playing better just to redeem a little bit of value. You know, Kristaps playing better this season didn't redeem value because his value, the reason that his value was not higher, was always going to be the uh, in, in availability and the injuries and, and the health concerns. And that remained the case, and that was, you know, you know, something we continued to see. But, you know, I, I think if he had played every single game up to this point, I, I don't think that would have changed anything. He, he still would have these these health concerns and these mm-hmm. availability concerns that would have not really changed his value. You know, I, I guess if he played every single game to this point, you know, he'd be a little bit, you know, yeah, sure. His value would be a little bit higher, but, but, you know, that's the big thing that was dragging him down. And, you know, functionally it's just the type of player he is as, as we all know, and he is a better player than the two players they got back. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a, this is a downgrade to the roster, but in terms of flexibility, uh, you know, I, th- I think I think we have to frame it around that because that's that's really the only logical justification for for this trade. And and so, you know, it's just it's we're we're at a point where 
you know, you can't really evaluate this trade for exactly what it was. You got to start evaluating for, all right, what does this allow them to do in the future? Uh, what what possibilities does this open up and, and what does the different look like? Well, Tim, you uh, helped push this green room to a preposterous new high of listeners. So thank you very much for hanging out. Um, we're looking forward to reading you on The Athletic. All you folks should go subscribe to The Athletic because that's where Tim writes and does good work. Hell yeah. I agree with that. I uh, I will have a Red, <laughs> Red Bull fueled story at some point today, tonight. I know there's a game tonight too. We gotta go. We gotta watch an actual basketball game uh, between like, two yeah, let's playoff just like push teams. Push that to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. For sure. All right, let's, man. Let's we'll talk soon. About it. Yeah. All right. See you, dude. Bye. Enjoy yourself. Uh, that's right. While I have all y'all here uh, and listening to me for some strange reason, go ahead and click on my icon and uh, get notifications when we go live. We do group therapies after every um, win or loss, usually, unless I'm just too tired. So I got to get back to work soon, but let's get a couple more people in here and uh, just see how things are going. Um, bring on some new names here. Travis, welcome to the show. Travis, how are you? Great avatar. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got. You there? Hit the unmute button. Now it's just uh, no time off. That's okay. Travis, we'll come try to circle back to you. Um, all right. Let's go with Mason. Welcome, Mason. What's going on? Hey, Kirk. How's it going? So this is a wild hour. We're all we're all really hot and bothered by a uh, a weird. Sounds like it. You know, I uh, again, I don't really have any um, super analytical things to say. I'm not really a Chris Stapps hater. I'm not really a Chris Stapps optimist. I was kind of just a Chris Stapps watcher uh, for the games that he was able to play. But the only thing I really wanted to ask you is if if the Mavs ran into literally any other team other than the Clippers these past two years in the playoffs, does this trade still happen? You. Good question. I don't know. I would like to say yes, because I think with how much time uh, they've had with just analyzing this pair that they were probably like there, there was a it's, you just wonder if Porzingis is going to get hurt again is, is kind of what it comes down to. And like he's lit, he's had north of 15 lower body injuries that have resulted in him missing time. I think it's actually closer to 20. And it's just as you get older, that gets worse. Yeah, because, I mean, if, I feel like if we make the second round last year, then, you know, front office probably is like, oh, we'll run it back again, or, like, they'll have more uh, rope to give, per se. But, yeah, uh, that's kind of all I really asked or wanted to know because I feel like, again, if we just don't run into Kawhi Leonard when he's updating his iOS software, then yeah. I feel like that this course stays together a little bit longer. But, I mean, hey, you're, you're right. You know, I know you tweeted that great. I think it's the Pawn Stars meme of best I can do is the exact same team. So. <laughs> And now we have something new, so I'm at least looking forward to that. Well, thanks, Mason. Talk soon. Yep, see ya. Um, I want to point out, so like, there's some oddities going on both on Twitter and in the chat about, oh, the Mavs are going to be bad now. What y'all are telling me is that you don't actually watch the Mavericks that much when you say this. Porzingis hasn't been a part of that many wins. The roster when Luka is out is when they get the shit kicked out of them. When Porzingis doesn't play, they still win. Like, it, it's, it's, it's not to say he's bad. I don't want to kill Porzingis because I think he's valid to the ceiling. But it, it, in terms of the floor, it, Luca was always the guy. Porzingis raises them up. But, you know, he's missed five games in a row. And look at the games that they've won without him. They beat the Sixers. You know, they lost those two really frustrating games um, to the Magic and to uh, uh, Oklahoma City. But they've been winning basketball games. Like, he matters, of course. But it's like, I don't want, like, I'm very confused by that sort of thing. Uh, Max, let's try you again. You probably had to update the app. So hit the unmute button and, and, and let's uh, see what's going on. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? 
Good, good. It was the app. Yeah, there was a, they pushed an update this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I I don't know how I feel about this. I think it may be a lateral move. I yes, mean, when I first exactly saw it, I was it is at best. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't I don't know. Like, uh, if Luke is okay with it, I'm okay with it. Honestly, like I just, I know everyone's been talking about the fact that you know, um. We just needed to see something like this roster has been the exact same for like three years. So, so something needs to happen. And I mean, I mean, I'm just like talking myself into it so I don't go absolutely insane. You know, I, I think that a having two slightly more movable contracts is, is nice. We, we cleared up a, just a tiny scotch of cap space, which, you know, God knows this team knows, doesn't know how to do anything with that. But I mean, it remains to be seen what'll happen. I think that if if Dinwiddie can, you know, stay, I mean, stay stay on the court and actually, you know, perform at the levels we saw in Brooklyn, like I I think that I think that we're gonna feel a lot better about this. I think it just I think time will tell what happens. But you know, I just my mind is just telling me that oh, Chris Epps is gonna go to the Wizards and. He's just going to be healthy and revert back to how he was, you know, in New York. So we'll see. But yeah. uh, thanks so much for joining, Max. Yeah, thanks. Good to talk. Take care. Yep. Um, okay. Let's go with somebody. Let's go with Steven. Hi, Steven. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hit the unmute button on the main page away from like, uh, back out of the chat and then it will uh, let you speak. Okay, request in a bit, and I'll try to bring you back up. Um, I'm going to go with some of my longtime listeners. Grayson, you've been waiting. How's it going, buddy? Uh, Grayson? Hello? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> for a second. Uh, so I guess you can't hear me. I was about to ask. I oh, can. I was really, really fired up earlier. The screen room is helping bring me down. This is the definition of a lateral move, though. I mean, they didn't get any better. They may have gotten worse. I'm not really sure. I just, I mean, I feel like we, we got fleeced, man. Is Cuban really allowed to just trade for someone that he wants to talk NFTs with? Like, are we really still doing this? <laughs> if, if only he had a publicly available email, which he seems to talk to way too many people on. Oh, I I may have sent a few a few emails to that possibly public available email. Um, look, I, I I think I said two nights ago that I didn't think they were going to move off KP. So uh, I certainly didn't think they would. I'm just going to start saying things in this green room that I don't want to happen uh, because they will, I guess. I I don't know, Kirk. I mean, I feel like everyone said everything, and having them up helped. Um, you know. Um, help me clarify a few things, but I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. The Bertons contract is what's really getting me. It's like, I, I start to come around on the move and then I'm like, we're paying this guy 16 million a year until 2025. I'll be graduated college by then, man. Like what? Don't be a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm not committing to that yet, but uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to let other people talk. I, I need to clarify my thoughts, but I'll be back tonight after the game. I can't believe they play basketball tonight. 
I, me either. I got and I got to write about it. I'm I signed up for the recap like a moron. Why do I do these things to myself? All right, talk soon, Grayson. Thanks, Kirk. Okay, I got to go soon, but let's fly through a couple more people. Um, my man Akiva, you've been waiting a long time. How are you feeling? You're probably going to get your wish of more Boban. I hope so, uh, Kirk. That's the only bright light in this uh, in this day. Uh, you know, they didn't really lose much. They had to get rid of Porzingis. I think I told you before, I was a big fan of uh, I thought he, of Porzingis. I thought he, when he came up with the Knicks, I thought he was going to be uh, the greatest Nick ever. I was from New York, whatever. And uh, he just broke my heart and time and again. Even when he played, you know, uh, really when you think about it, I think Luca told uh, told Cuban, you know, the, the, that fi- the, he finally figured out that – uh, Porzingis' best asset is his total unavailability. Just get rid of him, you know. So, uh, but even when he he was playing and the relatively short time that he was healthy, you never really knew what he's going to give you on offense and defense. He could get get you three or four blocks one day, and nothing the another day. It just and and just the fact that you can't really count on the guy being there. That's also unsettling to a team. What do you think? I mean, that's basically the gist because if, you know, a lot of the bugaboos that frustrated me about him were less important than the inconsistency of play. I want anyone who is curious about this to go look at his game log this year and last year. There are both gaps. He did not play the second night of a back-to-back. The, it was just, it's that in and of itself is just too much to put on everyone else for a man who makes that much money and takes up that many resources. And everything else is kind of, you can deal with it if he's playing 90% of the games. And in the first Clipper year series, you know, he got hurt in the third of third game, fourth. second game. And then he played through it, which is why, you know, I think we need to give him credit for being tougher than he wanted to play is the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, you, I know you say that about Porzingis, but wh- you know what? I, I started wondering about him really wanting to play is when he took two years to come back from the ACL. Well, that was him trying to force his way out of New York. Like, that was a clear power play. But I know from his time in Dallas, he wants to prove people wrong. And, I mean, part of why he was such an ass last year is they had to bring him back early when everybody got COVID. Like, the man, like he missed the first nine games of the year, and he was still expected to rehab for a while. And they kind of didn't have a choice. And he just never looked right. I mean, I feel for him on, on both. Like, when it comes to the injuries, I feel for him. When it comes to, like, him and Luca being a 1A and 1B, that was just never a thing. And I don't, you know, uh, the people who really love Porzingis don't love to hear that. I think he was very good in the role that they had him in this year. I would have loved to have had him for longer. But it just, you know, if they got to move along, they got to move along. And I could never understand how he could be sort of a little bit. You got the vibes he was resentful of Luca a little bit. Where he went, wasn't resentful to to Carmelo, who took who never gave him the ball in New York and all that, but but uh, you know uh, the one thing is you know that we have bad management. I think it was a good move to get rid of him, but but they could have gotten more some or something different. Just you know, just cap space, whatever. You just they just didn't you know they didn't do the right 
Well, I mean, this goes back to the fact that they, you know, like most of the summer moves were probably all Cuban pushed with Finley working them because they had to sign Tim or they, you know, with the, the, the cap related stuff is really complicated. It's why like Mavs Moneyball updated our CBA uh, uh, frequently asked questions today on our site. I'd recommend going to read it. There's a ton going on there. It's like this stuff is difficult. The fact of the matter is the Mavericks have not been pretty good at manipulating anything cap-related going back to the 2011 lockout because they were good at it before because Cuban just spent all the money. And so now they're just kind of in this they're, – they're in what's – like they're very close to what um, uh, Nate Duncan, one of the smartest and best basketball analysts out there, and Danny, uh, his co-host, call the bird rights trap where they're probably going to re-sign Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith to contracts that are going to be a lot more money then maybe that they're, quote, worth. I don't like talking about other people's money, but it's just relative to what's going on with the NBA. And then that's the team. <laughs> they're kind of good. That's, like, they're so locked into this. And this is where Josh Bowe and I have been mad for, like, three years because, you know, when you trade for KP and then fuck up in that 2019 offseason, you're kind of set for the course. I'm kind of impressed they managed to do anything because I just figured they were going to ride this out and wait until KP's contract. Yeah. Uh, you still with me, uh, Kirk? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, the last thing, uh, last thing I think uh, that uh, if uh, I'm I'm never gonna get tired of saying it. Uh, if 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 maybe by accident now uh, Moses and um, and Boban get to play 40 minutes, 20 minutes between between themselves, just with their bigness present in the in the in the in the lane. And that's all really that they really badly miss. That'll be good. That'll be good side side effect. I have I have bad news for you. Moses Brown was let go to make room for oh for God. one of these for for the player. Uh, I know you're heartbroken. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. At least at least you found out before you went to your next game, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks for telling me that. That that makes my day. Really. All bad. right. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Bye bye. All right. You too. Man, um, we're having a great time in here, aren't we? And people just keep wanting to come up on stage, and I'm usually really, really good. I want to try to get to every single person in the room, but I just have to go back to work soon. I'm very apologetic. I'm going to bring up a couple more people, and then i got to get out of Dodge. Noah, welcome, Noah. And uh, tell Are you there, Noah? Hit the unmute button. Now it's probably uh, not picking up any audio, I'm guessing. Um, sorry about that. Okay, let's try to go with Hank. What's up, Hank? Hank, hit that unmute button. All right. We're uh, getting new to the app. That's okay. Just great audio for people who are listening in here. Shamark, you've been waiting forever. What's happening? Hit the unmute button. Tell us what you got. What time is it where you are? Man, nobody's able to talk today. This is uh, three folks in a row. Uh, it's probably the update that you need to the app. That's all right. Um, let's go with Sam then. Sam, take us out. All right, I'll be quick. Um, you know, this this is I don't know how to feel about it just because, like we like you've been saying, we've been wanting something to be different for the last three years, and this is something different. Um, feel like we could have got something a little more, but maybe that's just in terms of KP's value, how low it's gotten. Um, I'm going to blame this all on Cuban because this all started in 2019. Whenever they, they had a chance to do something in free agency, they gave Porzingis this big contract and they didn't put no injury protections on it. Like, like Joel Embiid, he got that big contract and six injury protections on it. 
you know, just like, hey, you know, hey, if this happens, this happens, you know, you're not going to get out of it. But we didn't do that with Porzingis. We just said, well. Here's all your money for no yeah. good reason. Exactly. And then the last couple of years, as far as the moves that we made, which has been little to none. And the worst part is we could have got Spencer Dinwiddie in free agency last year, and we didn't do it. So, you know, now we're trading him for Porzingis. And now we have to give up a second round pick as well, which is trash. So, I mean, like, this, we're dumb. We're a dumb team. <laughs> I'm just sorry. We're just, we're just not smart. And I, I don't know what to say about it, but you got to let it play out, see what happens. I mean, it is something different. Maybe to come in and get a stroke back and start hitting from threes again. But, um, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Understood. Well, we'll get to see what the results of this trade are relatively soon. I doubt they play tonight. I bet they do play at the home game on Saturday. No, they can't play tonight. That's they, they I think guys like have to be held out for medicals and such um, before things are like official official. So I bet we'll see them suit up Saturday against the Clippers. Um, in which case, that should be fun. Well, see what we got. All right, guys, I have to go. But before you go, click on my name. Follow me. We do these after every game. Um, they're usually a little smaller, more intimate affairs where there's like a hundred of us uh, being goofy about the game. Uh, close to 900 is certainly a thing. Um, I appreciate everyone taking time out of their day to listen to this live. Subscribe to the Mavs Moneyball podcast, and we will talk with all of you a little later. Bye, guys. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.